Your life's not like anyone else's. And chances are you found yourself on adventures you never planned to take. It's all part of this crazy journey we call life. Learning how to embrace the unexpected while working to live your best life is not easy. But you've come to the right place. Because in my world, if it's highly unlikely, it's practically guaranteed to happen. I'm Lavina Perry, and this is the Highly Unlikely Podcast. Welcome to the Highly Unlikely Podcast. Fall is here. I am seriously in love with fall. I love crisp mornings, the change in the color of the leaves, and all the soup. I love soup. My children told me I can't have soup in the summer, so when fall comes, it's soup time. I love all the decorations, Halloween, just really get into everything that has to do with fall. In truth, there are things that I love about every season, except the cold gray bucket of suck. Now, in case you're not familiar with this particular season, it starts on January 2nd, and it lasts until somewhere between April 15th and May 15th, depending on the year. And I hate it because all the decorations are put away. Everything just looks dead and gross outside. It's cold. It's gray. And it is no longer the fun part of winter. But that is what makes spring so much sweeter. The changing of seasons is a time of reflection for me. I sat outside on my porch for a few minutes this morning and I just enjoyed the crisp fall morning air and I thought about something that I have been reminded of many times in my life. So today I want to talk to you about a different kind of season, the seasons of your life. Do you know what season of life you're in? Are you a single 20-something working to establish your career and finish your education? Are you in a new relationship Are you newly married? Are you a mother with small humans who is much more tired than you've ever been in your whole life? Or have your children all reached that sweet spot where they're all independent, but they still like you? Or perhaps you've reached the teen years of parenting and you struggle every day with the realization that your sweet, sweet babies are no longer sweet. Or maybe you're like me and you have a couple of grown children and only one or two left at home, and you're setting your sights on what life will look like in a few years when that last one just launches from the nest. Whatever season of life you find yourself in today, there are sure to be challenges and hardships that you never imagined. It's a guarantee. Sometimes I find myself missing the days when all my kids were little. There was like a period of about two years where they were all independent. So they, and they could help with the chores. They were responsible for their own self-care, but they were still cooperative and they loved to go on outings and they loved to spend time with me. We used to snuggle up at night and I would read to them and they still loved to give me hugs, curl up next to me. And by golly, they used to laugh at my jokes. Yeah, those were good times. 
But like every season of life, that season passed. And I sometimes wonder if I appreciated it enough while I was living it. Or if I even recognized it while I was living it. Because that's kind of the trick of life. You might feel like life is really challenging right now and you might really be struggling to try and keep up with everything in your life. But the season that you're in right now is not going to last. And along with the passing of all these challenges and things you struggle with, all the good things that you enjoy right now are also going to change as you pass into a new season. And in this next season, you will experience new challenges, new struggles, and you will find new joys. Your relationships will grow. Some will change. Some will fade away. You're going to discover new talents. You're going to embark on new adventures. Through your new challenges, you will use all the strength that you gained from your last season, and you will get even stronger. It may be that the next season of your life will bring challenges that will bring you to your knees, and you may wonder how you will ever go on another day. Or this new season may be a sweet relief from the one that you're surviving now that you can't wait to get rid of. But one day you may look back on this season you are struggling through now and realize that without the difficulties and without that struggle, you would never have been prepared for the new season of your life. So my question is, are you finding joy in your life? Are you taking time to be grateful for the good things right now? Are you taking the opportunity to learn from the struggles that you're experiencing? Ever since I was just a really little girl, I have been fascinated with Africa and I've always wanted to go to Africa. I grew up in a time when there was a famine in Ethiopia and the world united together to raise money to feed the poor little children that were starving in their desperately poor country. There was commercials on TV that would show their emaciated little bodies with the big swollen bellies just starving and destitute. And I would cry for them and wish that we could live in a world where little children always have the things they need. And as I got older, I continued to be very, very interested in the people of Africa. And my parents subscribed to National Geographic magazine. And I, if there was an issue about anybody living in Africa, I would just pour through it. And I would just stare at the pictures and read all of the articles and try to imagine what tribal life in Africa must be like. And as a college student, I've done a few papers on Africa because whenever they give me a choice about what to write about, I always use my time to research something that I am actually interested in and preferably something that I love. And what I've learned is that the African people as a whole are remarkably happy people. And I'm not saying every individual, or every situation, or every single tribe, because I don't know them all. I'm definitely not an expert. But in the research that I've done and the things that I have learned, I would say, generally speaking, the African people are a very happy people. They've seen more than their fair share of wars and death and disease, starvation, poverty, and just struggle. And yet they find happiness. One um, tribe that I 
did a really deep dive research into is the Batwa tribe in Uganda. And they were forced out of their forest home and their nomadic life because there were people in this world who decided the Batwa's indigenous land was needed to make a refuge for gorillas. The Batwa had never lived outside the forest. They didn't know how to get food. They didn't know how to find water. They didn't know how to build shelter. They didn't know how to speak other languages. They had had little to no contact with tribes outside of their own. They did not understand commerce and trade. They had never used money. Everything in their community was shared by all. They had no marketable skills and no way to survive. And because of this, most of the Batwa died as a result of their displacement from their lands. And yet, despite this, you would be hard-pressed to find a happier people. Not because their life was easy or because they didn't understand the injustice that had taken place. Not because they didn't live with pain of what was done to them or grieve for the magnitude of their loss. They were happy, they are happy, because they choose to dwell on the good. They understand hardships that we will never know, and yet they have chosen to be happy. I have had seasons of my life draped in tragedy and sickness and struggles that I didn't think I would survive. I haven't lived every moment with a smile on my face or handled every challenge with grace. I desperately wish I could look back and be proud of how I handled everything that came my way, but I'm not. We all have hard times and weak moments. Sometimes those moments last for a week or a month or longer. That's just part of being human. Many years ago, when my son was diagnosed with autism, I was a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. Like looking back, I actually feel bad for like my friends and family, my friends that stuck around and my family that had to listen to me bemoan my situation. Uh, I have one dear friend that stuck by my side through the whole thing, and I'm profoundly grateful for her. I don't know why she stayed. I, I don't know if I would return the favor because <laughs> I was so awful. Um, I grieved deeply for the child of my dreams that was lost. And I was in a really dark place, and it took me a long time to find my way out. But I did. I found light again. And I realized that my son was no different. He was the same person that he had always been. It was the loss of my dreams for his future and the person I imagined that he would be. Mind you, a person that did not exist and had never existed. That's what I was so upset about. Not him. I loved him just the same. He had the same personality and the same contagious smile. He still liked to climb on my lap with a big stack of books in his favorite blanket. He still loved to play and run and laugh. He still loved to lip sync to Celine Dion and act out all the songs from Mary Poppins multiple times a day. It was me who had changed, and it wasn't fair to that sweet boy. He deserved better. 
And so I worked to be the mother that he deserved. That really dark season of my life, it was just a huge challenge and a struggle. It was a a time of exponential growth that helped prepare me for what was coming later in my life. And I needed those lessons. I didn't know it at the time. At the time, I thought, this is going to be my thing. Like when I got to that place of acceptance and I was able to move on from feeling bad for myself, and I was like, this is going to be our thing. We're the autism family. This is going to be our struggle that we always deal with. And I had no idea the things that were coming years down the road. And the lessons that I learned during that time, I desperately needed. I learned the power of education and advocacy. I learned that I could be happy even when everything sucked. In the midst of all of the the diagnosis and not being able to get treatment and 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 services and things that we desperately needed, we had to move across the ocean. And the move across the ocean came after a months long fight with the command at the the base where we were stationed because they said that they could provide services and I was like three hours a week of preschools not really gonna cut it and I actually after exhausting all of the avenues for getting a change of duty station that were available to me I decided I'm gonna write to the secretary of state Donald Rumsfeld And I'm going to tell him what's going on, and I'm going to ask him to intercede and get us back to the states where I know that they have services that will actually meet the needs of my child. And so I wrote the letter, and I just poured out my heart as a mother trying to get help for my child, help that was available, just not where I lived. And I lived there because the military told us we had to live there. And I I needed to get back home where I could have access to the things that he needed. And this was in November, and I never heard anything back. We went through the holidays, and I wasn't happy being stuck in our situation, but there's only so much you can do, and then you just got to work where you're at. And I had kind of given up on the idea that maybe we were going to get out of there early and get back home. Then come January, a letter came in the mail, a letter from Secretary of State Donald Rumsfeld. He wrote to me personally and thanked me for my sacrifices as a military spouse and told me that he had opened an IG investigation into the situation and that they would make a decision from there, an IG investigation that had already been done. And they told us that We had everything we needed, and we just needed to sit tight and be happy with what we had. And so I didn't hold out a lot of hope because I felt we'd already been down that avenue. But it was a nice letter. Felt good to get a response, a personal response. A couple of weeks, maybe not even a couple of weeks, it might have been just like 10 days later, we got a letter from, or notice from the IG that they were reassigning us back stateside. So amidst all of the fight, and and mind you, I was still parenting a child with autism that was not getting any services except for a few hours of preschool every week, we had to move across the ocean. And typically they give you four to six months to 
make preparations and have everything in place and get everything shipped before you get there so you have some stuff when you get there. They gave us 28 days. We had to move across the ocean with two children in 28 days. And it was a nightmare. And I learned so much from that. Like, looking back on it, I see, like, how important all of that was for me. But at the time, I just was overcome. And right before we left, I slipped on wood floors like overextended my knee and I was in a brace from my ankle all the way up to my hip, could not move my leg at all. And that's how I had to fly across the ocean in a full-on leg brace with a toddler that screamed for like 27 hours and a a four-year-old that had never sat still a day in his life. So you can see like that time of challenge, it was hard. Man, it was hard. But the things that I learned looking back were so valuable. I learned how to advocate for my child, which has come in handy so many times over my life. I learned how to be adaptable. Man, I have relied on that little skill. I got my first glimpse of the inner strength and tenacity that I possess. That rebellious teenager that always found a way to do whatever she wanted to do had skills that were just waiting to be unleashed in ways that profoundly affected the outcome of my child's life. And I started learning how to use them for good because of a life-changing diagnosis that challenged me in ways I didn't know were possible. Amidst all of that struggle, I learned to find joy and happiness. And I learned how to hold on to it during the hard times. So whatever season of life you're in today, I encourage you to find joy and to choose happiness. And if you find yourself lost in the darkness of tragedy, loss, or pain right now, please know you are not alone and there is beautiful sunshine that will fill your life again. Because there is a new season waiting for you. Just as surely as fall will end in a few short weeks and snow will once again cover the ground. Just as surely as that winter will come to an end and green blades of grass are going to break through and green spring leaves are going to fill all the barren trees again. The season of your life that you're in right now will also change. For today, find joy in the season of of life that you're living. Make cherished memories and hold on to them. Find opportunities to learn and ways to grow and take all the adventures that this season has to offer you. That's all I have for you today. Until next time, take care of yourself, be kind, and live your best life. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Highly Unlikely Podcast, You can find more by following me on Facebook at A Highly Unlikely Life or find me on the web at ahighlyunlikelylife.com. And don't forget to subscribe.